There's a show on Netflix called Black Mirror, which I do not recommend, but it has a similar feel to it as the classic show, The Twilight Zone. Each episode is standalone, and you never know in the beginning where the storyline's going to go. That may be how some of you feel about my sermons. But all of the episodes deal with technology advancements and how these advancements could actually cause more problems. And there's one show in particular called The Entire History of You. In this episode, people have the ability to record their entire day. All they see and hear throughout the entire day is automatically logged, and they can replay these tapes anytime they want. And while at first it might seem great, you can relive your last moments with your loved one. You'll be sure to catch those funny moments of the kids, and you can even project it on a screen for the grandparents to watch as well. As the show reveals, this quickly becomes more threatening. Liam, the main character, has a difficult work meeting in the beginning of the episode and can't help but to keep re-watching it over and over, parsing it apart, feeling his palms growing sweaty yet again as he relives this meeting. Zooming in on the face of his boss as he made a comment that seemed callous and insincere. And to make matters worse for Liam, because he is still so distracted by this meeting at a party later that night, his friends suggest he just play the meeting for everyone so then they can all give their opinions on it. They can give their two cents. They can tell him what how the meeting went and what he did wrong. That sounds like my worst nightmare. Throughout the show, Liam continues to pick apart memory after memory, and he continues to become more and more unhinged. But he can't stop himself from playing these moments over, obsessing on them. As I watched this character become increasingly unstable, I said a prayer of thanks that this invention does not really exist in our world. But the truth is, we all do this, even without this invention. We find ourselves replaying moments over, analyzing and reanalyzing thinking about what everyone in the room said, asking other people their opinions on it, then asking even more people if we didn't like the conclusions of the first. We lay awake, awake at night sometimes, just running over our days, our struggles, allowing anxiety to form for events that haven't even happened yet. As human beings, we're easily consumed with our own thoughts, our worries, our struggles, and we easily become distracted, caught up in our own internal chatter. This, I believe, was Peter's problem. 
In our gospel lesson, we read a familiar story. Peter trying and failing to walk on water. But let's take a moment to really imagine this scene. It's still slightly dark. The wind's blowing against the boat. There's probably a chill in the air. The disciples are already on edge, mistaking Jesus, their rabbi, for a ghost. Yet Peter, who always seems to be filled with unmeasured boldness, says to Jesus, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. And wasting no time after Jesus' invitation of come, Peter climbs down over the side of the boat onto the crashing waves. And Peter walks on water. He looks towards Jesus and walks on water toward him. Can you imagine watching this scene if you were another disciple in the boat? It would be absolutely remarkable. But then, Peter's eyes and thoughts leave Jesus. We read, but when he noticed the strong wind, he became frightened and began to sink. He first took his eyes off Jesus. Then he noticed the frightening wind. Then he became frightened. And then he began to sink. But let me remind you, just a moment ago, he was doing it. Peter was walking on water. And I often wonder, how far did Peter walk on the water before he got distracted, before he lost focus of Jesus and instead filled with fear of the wind and the waves? After all, it makes it seem like Jesus was close enough to reach out and catch him. But then I also have to wonder, how close have I come to the remarkable, to a walking on water moment or a burning bush moment, and yet been too distracted, too filled with my own thoughts, fears, or doubts, too focused on the wind, that I lost sight of Jesus altogether. So, in order to figure out how to overlook the wind, let's go to our epistle lesson from the 12th chapter of Hebrews. We read in verse 1, Therefore, since you're surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us get rid of every burden and the sin that so easily ensnares us and let us run with patient endurance the race that's laid out for us. Since we're surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, here we're reminded that we're not alone. And it can be easy sometimes in our struggles to trick ourselves into believing we are, that we're the only ones that have ever faced this, to be stuck in our own heads and to miss 
the testifiers among us, to miss the witnesses who came before us. The chapter right before this one, Hebrews 11, takes the time to list many of these witnesses by name, to remind us of their stories, those who kept the faith when times were difficult, when there were doubts and struggles. And some of those who, like Peter, had moments of sinking, but were able to refocus their faith. Again, reminding us that we're never on this journey alone. Since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us get rid of every burden and the sin that so easily ensnares us. This is calling us to overcome those distractions, to learn to lay aside our self-involved thoughts, to, as we sing together every week, live simply, because we are easily ensnared and entangled. So we have to consciously and continually throw off these things that try to hinder us, these things that keep us from living a faithful life, these things that try to sink us. Let us get rid of every burden and the sin that so easily ensnares us, and let us run with patient endurance the race that is laid out for us with the example of witnesses before us and around us, with the freedom of throwing off the loads that try to weigh us down. That's how we can learn to run with patient endurance. Patient endurance. This is clearly not a 100-meter sprint to the finish. But we run with patient endurance the race that is laid out for us, and let us keep our eyes fixed on Jesus, who's the author of our faith and the one who brings it to its goal. Finally, we're called to keep our eyes fixed on Jesus, not on those winds, the waves, or other things in this life that try to distract us, that try to hold us down. Let us keep our eyes fixed on Jesus, the author of our faith and the one who brings it to its goal. In seminary, I was introduced to a prayer practice of using a refocus word. So when you're spending time in prayer, spending time fixing your eyes on Jesus, and you find yourself distracted, maybe with your surroundings, or maybe with your to-do list that's trying to press in, you could use this refocus word to clear your mind and get set back into prayer. But when practicing this, a student grew frustrated with how many times he had to use his refocus word. The word he had chosen was Abba, Father. And he was lamenting that he had to say Abba 
about 15 times, even in just a short period of prayer, to continue refocusing. But as he shared this struggle with the professor, the professor just smiled and reassured him, telling him how meaningful it was for him to be calling out to God, to Abba, so many times in such a short period. You see, the wind is not going to stop blowing. The distractions, unwelcome thoughts, worries, they're going to keep coming. We'll never be able to completely rid ourselves of them, even though we'd like to. Just like Liam, we're going to have tough meetings that we want to just keep playing out over and over as we analyze them. Like Peter, we're going to have moments of howling winds or crashing waves that are going to try to grab our attention and pull us deeper into the water. We're going to find ourselves so caught up in our own thoughts and struggles that we feel completely isolated and alone. But since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us get rid of every burden and the sin that so easily ensnares us. Let us run with patient endurance the race that is laid out for us. Overlooking those howling winds with patient endurance, continuing to refocus, continuing to fix our eyes on Jesus again and again and again for the chance to see and be a part of the remarkable. Fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author of our faith, the one who brings it to its goal, the one who already overcame the wind. Amen. Now, as we sing a hymn of response, I will be down front to greet anyone who would like to make a profession of faith or join this community of faith.